Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is January 10th, NFL wildcard weekend, and we got a national championship tomorrow night to talk about a little bit as well. Uh, TJ Pittenger alongside Solo tonight, just Richie Barnes. Freddie had a couple of things to take care of and could not make it. We're debating on whether or not to go live tomorrow night, but with the national championship and a couple of things going on, just couldn't make it work. So just Richie tonight. Harlan's here in the background. Richie, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. What a great weekend of football. You know, people, I don't know who, but there were people that were upset about adding an extra team and only one team getting a bye, but it gives us six games this weekend. All of them, except for the one that just finished the Saints game, have been pretty good games, and I'm really excited for the Steelers and Browns uh, when we hop off this. Yeah, no, every game was really, really good. It, it kind of seemed like Buffalo. We'll get into the games later, but yeah, really good. Um, triple hitters on yeah. Saturday and Sunday was really, really awesome because usually you'd get your, you know, you'd, you know, on Saturday you'd have your four o'clock and your seven o'clock or eight o'clock game. And then on Sunday you get like one and four and then it gets to Sunday night and you're like, man, nothing's going on. So no, this was fantastic to have three games both days and, uh, and then the national championship tomorrow night that maybe the best three days of football consecutively you obviously don't get three great days of football very often, but the best three days of football consecutively that uh, that could possibly happen. So, uh, no, the games have all been fantastic. Again, maybe minus the one that just finished up. Um, so before we get started, quick shout out to Freddie. We said that he had some things going on he needed to take care of. So just want to uh, – Want to just say that we miss him. We wish he was here. Um, the show's not the same without him, but excited for him to be back the next time we get behind the mic. Um, tag Freddie in a post and tell him you missed him, and we'll see him back here on next Sunday. Um, Double Fries No Slaw is brought to you by Guthrie's, specifically in Tallahassee. Visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. We appreciate their support. And uh, I'm on Whole30 Day 9, Richie. I don't know if you've ever done Whole30 or Paleo or any of this stuff. But um, it's not a lot of fun. But, like, I really could use a gut box right now. Like, that would be, like, I'd probably get sick from it. Not there's anything wrong with Guthrie's. We just kind of, like, because of what I've not been eating lately. But have you ever done any of these Whole30, Paleo, Keto, any of this crazy stuff? No, not really. I mean, I, I've done Keto before with the wife. You know, she's a big fan of doing that every once in a while. But. You know, the only thing we really do maybe once or twice a year, like we'll take a month off from drinking. So like, you know, this year we did August. We're probably going to do February next month. So no alcohol unless the, the Bucks shortest are in the month, Super Bowl. The Absol shortest absolute, month? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> unless, unless the Bucks somehow sneak into the Super Bowl, then uh, all bets are off the table at that point. Well, I, uh, I've been pretty big that the time just got announced for the game next week, 640 for the Bucks and Saints. I think that's going to be a pretty tough nice. one. We'll, nice. We'll talk more about the um, the matchups and, and what's going on in the playoffs a little later. But, yeah, no, if, if they do, you definitely have to throw down. I think the Bucs have a chance. Like, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't – we'll talk about it later. I don't want to yeah. back up. I don't want to back yeah. up too far before I even, um, you know, say anything. But I think the Bucs have a chance. I don't think it's a huge chance, but I think they have a, a shot. So, um no, we do we do this whole thirty every year in January. I think this is our this is our fourth time doing it in January. It's our fifth time doing it overall. And essentially, what it is, I, I've tweeted this, but just for the people that are tuned in, and I know you guys don't care about it, but you're just going to hear about it. We've got some time to fill with 
one less take on every question that we ask with Freddie not being here. What it is, is I watch Richie drink his wine is basically nothing processed. So it's whole foods or like whole meats, whole fruits, whole vegetables. And that's it. Like you can't have any, like you can have some, some pause. You can have some like different nuts, like you can have pistachios and cashews and almonds and stuff, but like you can't have any dairy because that's processed. You can't have any bread or any grains or anything like that because that's all processed. You can't have any alcohol. Obviously that's not just a natural occurrence. So you can have like whole fruits, whole vegetables, you know, meat and um, you can't have potatoes. That's kind of like the saving grace, but you can't have butter because it's dairy. You have to like cook with olive oil and stuff. So anyway, it's, it's actually really good for you. It's not necessarily like a diet or a weight loss thing. It's kind of like just a cleanse after, you know, eating like crap from Thanksgiving on. But um, yeah, like when I watch Richie drink his wine or like we, we hung out with some friends the other night and they were just drinking it. And I'm like, man, why did I, why do we do this every year? So it's always January for us. Um, all that said, what you guys came here for tonight. Uh, Florida State has been super active. Mike Norvell has been super, super active. We'll jump right into the heart of things in the transport portal. Um, Florida State has made some great additions or some hopefully will pan out as great additions um, in the transfer portal. Mike Norvell, we talked about this before, is probably going to have a roster that is 80 to 85% his own when toe hits, toe hits leather, to quote Deckerhoff, um, next fall. And uh, the early enrollees arrived on campus this weekend. Um, so that little buzz around that. And then like we talked about, the portal was huge. Uh, Florida state added three, uh, big pieces from the portal. Uh, we'll run through them real quick. Leonard Werner, um, actually drew withdrew his name out of the portal and will be staying at FSU next year. Um, but then the three that we picked up South Carolina DB, Jamie Robinson announced his commitment to FSU last year. He had 73 tackles and an interception. Um, South Carolina defensive lineman Care Thomas also committed to FSU. He had 32 tackles, five and a half for a loss and three sacks. And then Auburn running back DJ Williams uh, committed to FSU. Uh, kind of helps out with the, the loss of LaDamian Welb there. He had five and a half yards of carry, scored three touchdowns, caught seven balls as well. So kind of can help out uh, in the passing game. Um, three SEC caliber starters. Like these aren't just, you know, these guys didn't play. And so they're looking for playing time and couldn't get on the field. Like these were guys that got actions, saw a lot of tackles, scored a lot of touchdowns, averaged five and a half yards of care or 5.2 yards of carry. So we don't go super in depth and break down film and tell you like, oh, this guy's really got a chance to excel here or do this or do that. But man, big pickups um, for Mike Norvell. Richie, what are your thoughts on what he's been kind of doing there in the portal. Yeah, you know, a lot of fans kind of hit the panic button a little bit on National Signing Day, at least the early signing period when we only signed, I think it was 16 players. But we knew he wanted to be super active in the portal. He needs players that can help out the day they step on campus. And when we kick off against Notre Dame next year, he, he can't just bring in a bunch of, you know, if if you're a high school player right now and you can't contribute and you might be a project Norvell's kind of saying, no, let me go to the portal and we'll hit the recruiting show next year. And my goodness, 2022 is off to a hot start with another commit today. We'll get to that right after this, but yeah, these transfers are, are big time and it's, 
you know, obviously the South Carolina ones, the Jamie Robinson and Keir Thomas, you know, Will Muschamp, he's a defensive-minded head coach who was fired from South Carolina. Uh, so they wanted to come back. And I think what's cool is all of these guys are in the Florida State recruiting uh, um, footprint, right? So it, it, you go to Keir Thomas, you know, he's from Miami, Florida, played at Miami Central, same place as Dalvin Cook. Uh, DJ Williams, the Auburn running back, you know, he, he's from uh, Sebring, Florida. So uh, again, another big time deal. And then uh, Jamie Robinson, the uh, defensive back from South Carolina, you mentioned he's from Lee, Leesburg, Georgia, which is uh, again, right in that Florida state recruiting footprint. So I, I think there's a lot of strategy. Mike is getting players that can contribute from day one when they step on campus where they, even if they don't come in and get the starting job right away, they're going to push, you know, the other guys in the secondary, you know, we have the Jarquez McClellan, the, the defense back from Arkansas last week we talked about. So Mike is bringing in competition and I think that's a really good sign because clearly he had a plan and, and we want to wait and see because we had the last head coach tell us he had a plan and, and it never worked out. But I, Florida State's got to be doing the best job in the portal of, of any team that I can think of right now. And with the South Carolina players, especially Jamie Robinson, because he committed today, he, he's a defensive back from South Carolina. His defensive back coach went to Miami, right, um, Robinson, and uh, he still chose to come to Florida State over Miami because he believes in what Mike's doing. So that's a, a little bit of a kick in the gut to Miami. So just a great weekend uh, from Portal News. And with Leonard Warner, you know, love him or hate him, you need bodies to practice. So worst case scenario, you, you got a tackling dummy at practice, right? Best case, he improves and gives us some solid snaps. So uh, what a great weekend for Mike in the Portal. Yeah, no, absolutely. We talked about this, Richie, you talked about this specifically when we were talking about uh, the class right after signing day and how it didn't, it's not going to blow you all out of the water, being super impressive, highly ranked in numbers and stuff. Um, but great job by Norvell going out and getting guys that, again, you know, SEC level guys, we can all hate on the SEC and make as many jokes as we want, but those guys go and do good things for a reason. Um Norvell has seemed to be targeted about this and strategic. And so I'm excited to see kind of what continues to happen uh, on that front. I think that, um, I think that also shows that, you know, like, like, like Richie said, not only Miami, but I mean, my, Florida state, I, and I don't even know who, you know, Miami was or wasn't in on, but like a lot of schools are in on these guys. A lot of schools can use these kind of roster fillers and depth pieces. And obviously Florida state can sell playing time um, probably just as well, if not better than anyone. Uh, but a lot of schools are in on these guys and a lot of schools that that have established, you know, programs, not, not that not established program, but like established success right now. Right. And so we don't have that. Right. Like as much as we love FSU and, and the history of the program, we don't have established success. We've got a coach that was hired, uh, you know, after uh, the previous coach ran the thing into the ground and. You know, we just won three games, had a bunch of them canceled due to COVID, you know, like we but they like what he's selling. You know, I mean, they, they still sign on the dotted line. They're still coming, you know? And so it's a, it's a promising side for the future that obviously Norvell is selling the program. Well, he's selling it to these kids. He is convincing kids to come. That is only so good as, as how much you win, right? We win three games again next year, you know, the, the sales pitch weekends, but with some of these pieces, if we can kind of improve and see improvement in the team, that's what I'm excited for because then it will come through in the recruiting rankings. And, and what's interesting about college football now is 
you're you're always just recruiting these kids. Even once they commit, they've already signed somewhere. They've already they're already playing somewhere. You're still always recruiting these kids. Uh, Florida picked up Demarcus Bowman right from from Clemson after he left there. They were recruiting him very very hard and lost out to the to the five star running back. He went to Clemson, was there for a year, and decided to transfer. And they had kept that relationship well. And he ended up transferring to Florida, right? Like he left and, and is now at UF. And so college football is so different now where you're, you're still recruiting these kids even after they're gone, you know? And, you know, your relationships that you built are important. And so it'll be very interesting to see not only how Norvell does in recruiting, which we're going to talk about a 2022 uh, recruit here in a second, but not only in recruiting, but um, how – he does in the portal going forward too because if these guys that have come in now from the sec south carolina and, and auburn and different places can find success that only then strengthens your sales pitch to guys in the future yeah and it you know the, the portal is not a long-term solution you know florida state's kind of forced to, to, to do it right now just because of how depleted the roster was and again mike has done a phenomenal job filling needs but you want to get to that place where ohio state alabama clemson are where you're recruiting high school players, you know, classes coming together, they grow up together. Um, and if you can get a guy in the portal, one or two that helps, that's great. Um, so, you know, the, again, this is great news for Florida state this weekend because it's you you're filling needs, but you want to get to the point where you only need to take, you know, maybe two or three portal guys a year, as opposed to we might take up upwards of nine this year. So we'll see, but um, for this year, kudos to Norvell. He, he identified his needs. He knew that, he was not going to improve the 2021 team with the 2021 recruiting class. Um, if you just go with high school guys. So he went out and he's found a lot of guys. I mean, Melton, um, the, the Georgia defensive end, uh, these, all these guys, uh, McClellan, the defense back from Arkansas, we talked about last week. He's just been very active in the portal and it, it, hopefully it pays off because it he's bringing in talent. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, it all gels together um, and with hopefully a full spring in, in uh, summer workouts. Yeah, absolutely. So not only have we been active in the portal, again, we don't dive super deep into this, but we've got a little bit of recruiting news. I kind of hogged the mic a ton on the portal stuff. Do you want to go and, and give these people some of the, the updates of recruiting of what's kind of going on around here? Yeah, two quick things. and We'll touch on one. Florida State got a commit today from Quincy McAdoo. He's a 6'3", 175-pound receiver from Arkansas. Um, actually the two, four, seven crystal ball had him at hundred percent to Arkansas and he popped for Florida state today. I won't say out of nowhere, but as far as I'm concerned, it was out of nowhere. Cause I I've not been on this kid, uh, but he has offers from Arkansas, Auburn, Baylor, and Houston in Florida state picks Florida state. Um, seems like a really talented player. He was at a camp in uh, Jerry world today when he committed. Uh, so again, a four-star recruit. So I, I think it's, it's a, Again, it's a nice poll. We know that Mike played at Arkansas State, so he's got some ties to there. So it's it's something to be excited about. So uh, you know anything about this kid, TJ? I don't, but kind of out of nowhere, like you said. I mean, other yeah. people may have been a little bit more on it than than we are, but you're you're not going to complain about that ever. You know, you're not going to no. complain about um, four stars hitting hitting the the commit button. Um, again, one of these kind of kids that if you can. Um, continue to show upward trends of improvement. Um, Florida State, again, just won three games last year. And, and Norvell pulled in a four-star 
um, you know, number one player in the state, you know, and I know that's Arkansas, right? Like it's not like the number one player in the state of <laughs> Texas or Florida or California, but uh, was able to pull that in. And so if you can get kids like what he's selling, you know, you got to win, you got to win on the field. It, that matters a lot. And so if they can do that, then, you know, you keep guys like that committed and you uh, increase your chances of, of bringing more in. Um, another recruit that we're looking at for this year, though, what about that? Yeah, so defensive tackle from New Jersey, Taiwan Malone. He visited Florida State this weekend. Uh, he's a dual sport star. He's, uh, I think, number 118 in the country overall, regardless of position for Florida or for on the 247 composite. Um, and he also plays first base, I believe. I know he was in town and visits right now. I think it's you definitely know he's interested in Florida State because there's no official visits going on. So he had to pay his own way to come down here. And, uh, and unfortunately, he can't meet with Coach Norvell. He can't meet with, you know, Mike Martin Jr. Wink, wink. He probably did. That's how recruiting works. But a, a big time player. And it sounds like it'll come down to baseball for him. And I actually want to bring in Harlan, our producer, for that because Florida State right now, they're up against Old Miss, AM, and Tennessee, I believe. So uh, the reason I want to bring Harlan in because he was a baseball recruit at one point. So I'm curious, uh, you know, we all, you probably know more than baseball, more about base, college baseball than TJ, myself, and Freddie combined. But if you're a recruit and say all things are even with football, what are, what are your thoughts on the baseball programs? We know Florida State's had great success, but what are we going up against with A&M, Tennessee, and Ole Miss? So football aside, if I was just a baseball player looking at the three schools, it would have to be an unbiased. Obviously, if it was me, I'd be going to Florida State because I grew up a Florida State fan. But um, all bias aside, it'd be, it'd be between Ole Miss and Florida State for me. Um, Ole Miss does that beer shower in right field. They have a really nice yeah. stadium. Um, and they both schools kind of have the history, you know, John Reese Pumley, I think is his name. He plays a dual, he's dual sport there right now. Um, Florida state probably has a better history of having players that play football and baseball and are successful at both. And there's kind of just a relationship between the football coach and a baseball coach that allows them to play both. So obviously old miss has that relationship where they allow that. I don't know about Texas A&M. Texas A&M has really never, um, I know they, they joined the SEC a while ago, but as for baseball-wise, I don't really see much out of them. Um, there's other big schools in the SEC that kind of get like they get overlooked by all those other big SEC baseball schools. Um, but Ole Miss is definitely up there. And Florida State obviously is, has a huge, rich history in baseball. Even though we don't have a, a title in baseball, what we've been the most or the second most times in the World Series. So uh, it would definitely be between those two. Um, but if you look at it from a baseball and football perspective – playing time wise, if I was him, I'd go to Florida state, but you never know. Yeah. And, and that, that seems like the logical pick, you know, he and we're the first school he's visited uh, recently. And again, on his own dime from New Jersey, that's a really good sign when a player and his family will, will pay their own way to come see you. Um, the only thing that worries me, man, we, we know that Lane and Jimbo both know how the recruiting game works. Um, and TJ, you, we don't have to follow recruiting closely to know that there are certain incentives that schools offer that other schools will not. Uh, and that kind of worries me, but I do know Norvell was pretty close with the basketball boosters at Memphis. And we know they know how to, how the recruiting game is played. So it gives me hope. I think the logical answer is Florida state, but TJ, what's your thoughts on that whole situation? Man, it also worries me that one of the guys we're up against 
and we know how well he can close, right? When, yeah. when that guy over in College Station puts on that brown jacket, um, things seem to happen, you know? And so I don't know if there's just – if those jackets are lined with extra pockets or what, but that jacket comes on and kids come in. You know, we saw with Cam, we saw with Marvin, we saw with Jamie. Like, we saw it, man. So – uh, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, this is, this is a massive test for Coach Norvell um, to go up against, you know, Ole Miss is, is, I mean, Lane is Lane, right? But, like, Jimbo's who worries me here. And the kid could, couldn't have gone to Ole Miss. Like, I, I have no clue. Right now on, on uh, all the predictions, like crystal balls for him are, all, you know, pointing at Ole Miss. But that's kind of who's been on him. So, to me, Jimbo's the big one here. But – if Norvell can go head to head with Jimbo Fisher and and yeah. you know take a recruit from him, then you know that's pretty impressive. You know, I don't know that I would predict that or expect that. Um, you know, what I'll say is it's not like it's kind of I don't know how to compare it. It's definitely a test, and it's a test you need to win. Uh, but it's not a test that if you don't win, people look at you and, and think that, like, you almost get some grace for this, right? It, I, I wish your your buddy was on here so we could talk about it. But it's kind of the situation of, like, the Heat and Lakers in the finals this year, right? Like, the Heat didn't – I mean, they wanted to win that finals. But they were also going up against an established, dominant – like, they – you know, nobody looks at the Heat and like, ah, oh, they choked in the finals because they – they lost to the best team in the league. And if we lose this commit to Jimbo, I mean, you kind of shake your head and say like, yeah, like sometimes Saban loses commits to Jim. Sometimes Kirby loses commit, you know, like, but man, what a big one it would be. So I'm not trying to bring it down or anything or say that we're not getting, I have really have no insight or anything like that, but hopefully the, you know, the relationship with baseball and stuff really does pan out. Cause obviously our, our program and we've had Mike Martin jr on the program before, but our, our program and, the history that is FSU baseball is, is impressive. And so, yeah, I mean, I hope the kid picks, picks Garnet gold, not. Yeah. Just know, to add one more, knock thing, off Garnet. add one more thing to that, that there was a quote from him. Um, I'm not sure what article or who wrote it, but he said, it's going to come down to the baseball program. I don't know how recently that was, but I, I just saw it on Twitter. He says it's going to come down to baseball. Um, and like TJ said, it, that last visit is Jimbo. So you never really know, but if that comment is true and he means that it's really going to come down to baseball, because the, I mean, the kid can – he looks like Prince Fielder. I mean, he's a really good baseball recruit too. Um, so if that comment is true and it's really going to come down to whichever baseball program topples over, then I would really look at it between FSU and Ole Miss. But like TJ said, he's that last visit with Jimbo, so you never know what's going to happen on that last visit. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and it's funny because Mike can uh, point to just a few years ago, be like, "Listen, we had a guy named Jameis Winston win a Heisman Trophy on the football field and be an All ACC closer." But then he goes to call station, and Jimbo says, "Yeah, I recruited him and I let him play baseball. That that was on that was my job right there." So it, it'll be interesting, but uh, something to keep an eye on. But he's he's expected to make a decision on signing day in February, so nothing uh, in the immediate future. So. Moving off the recruiting trail to the um, to the actual field again, kind of hoping that everything gets back to normal. Uh, did you see that Florida State is paying UMass a million and a half, right at a million? We've seen I've seen different reports. I've seen reports that somebody wrote their article, and I don't know if it was clickbait or not, but said it was nearly 
2 million. Somebody else wrote an article and it was 1.5. Somebody else wrote an article and it was like just under 1.5, like 1.3. So Florida State is paying UMass like a million and a half. Like, let's just call it that. <laughs> Varying reports, like Florida State probably will not clue me in or CC me on, on the, the invoice or the check or anything. But like, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts about that game coming up uh, in, in 2021, Florida State, UMass? Man, I know we're poor, but I'm all for getting a chance to kick Walt Bell's ass inside Dope Campbell Stadium. But as far as the price tag goes, man, I remember when, when I was in school, you know, the 10 years ago, I'd get the reports and it'd be like, okay, we're paying Western Carolina $400,000 or something. So now we're, we're paying $1.5 million for UMass. I, I think you could have got another guaranteed win for a cheaper price tag. But again, I think it's, and I don't know if it was the administration, because this game was agreed upon last year um but they just released the contract for it but i do think there's something about bringing walt bell back because florida state fans as a whole we are we don't let things go we're a very bitter bunch and i i think the fans will have a lot of fun with that especially the ones that know who walt bell is and that he's the head coach of umass coming in so i'm interested it'll be it'll be a fun game but that's a lot of money when we're we're struggling financially right now yeah, in talking with some different people, the revenue that in a normal year, right, the revenue you make from one game, I mean, we're, we're poor and I get that. We don't have the finances that we you know, wish we had. Shout out to the boosters. You should go sign up right now if you haven't just yet. But, um, you know, Florida play in, in 2013, Florida paid uh, Georgia Southern. And I, I only remember this because this is the one that, you know, everyone always brings up, but Florida played Georgia Southern $550,000, right? So you think about like seven years later, you know, maybe that number has grown. Like when Richie was back in school, like 2008, you know, and you're thinking like 400,000 then, and then like four or five years later, it's like 500,000. So like maybe we could have done a little better with this and paid like 750,800, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's just, maybe the rate's going up because of COVID and stuff. I don't I don't know what the situation, but like, if this was like 900,000, would it be that big of a deal? You know? And like I said, the reports are kind of conflicting on like exactly where the number is that I've seen, but yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal, especially, you know, these kids need to know what it feels like to win, you know, like, (laughs) you know, especially early in the year, like we need to not start out a year, like, Oh, and three again, or Oh, and two, like it's, it's, it's fine. You know, this is a good, this is a good investment. And you know, if, if we have to go up there and, and sit through the, the beat down of what that might be a fun game to go to is the beat down of, of wall bell and them. I, is it announced when it is? I assume it's the second week of the second week of the season, right? Like I would think we play Notre Dame yeah. first and then them second. Um, I haven't seen the date yet, but it, that would make the most sense. I'll, I'll pull it up here in a second, but yeah, again, I just think it's hilarious because a lot of people thought Walt bell might get fired um, after this year. Cause he's had two really bad years at UMass um but he he's somehow hung on and I, I think being a in a pandemic year a lot of these smaller schools they cannot afford to fire a coach if they wanted to this year um just because of the way it works but it looks like we will play UMass on actually middle of the season October 23rd of this year hmm. um so our out of conference slate we have Notre Dame to open the season on uh, September 5th that's the Sunday before Labor Day we uh, Jacksonville State's coming back six days later on the 11th, and then UMass on October 23rd, and then Florida's back on the schedule on November 27th. 
So I think that's three easy wins. You know, I think yeah. Notre Dame's going to be really tough um, just because of the first game of the year. But I, mean, I like the I like the out of conference schedule this year for sure. Um, so enough on Florida State or at least football. Um, are we ever going to get another basketball game in in Tallahassee or just? anywhere and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having withdrawals because I, I was ready for my basketball minute um last week it was unfortunate because we only had the one game to loss and then I was ready for it this week no games um we're scheduled to get back on the back in the TLC double C on Wednesday night against NC State as of now that game is on uh just something to monitor because right now you know we talked about it when the season started I think one of you guys asked me how many games I thought would be played out of the 25 that were scheduled. I said about 17. I don't know if we get to 15 now. And uh, I don't know how the committee is going to pick their 68 teams this year to for the Indianapolis bubble. Because you're going to have some teams play 25 games. You're going to have some teams play like eight or nine games probably. Uh, college basketball is just wild this year. It has to be expected because much smaller rosters. So really one positive test means you got to shut the program down for a week. Yeah. And I mean – I know a lot of people got upset when this happened. I don't mean to upset everybody too much, but I mean, there's going to be a lot of like, what if teams look like over the last couple of years going into where teams are put in and seated and stuff like that. And a team that has done really well, like a Florida state that doesn't get to play as many games is, is going to get uh, some benefit from that. So like, you know, not everybody on here, but watching, but not everybody watching hated the fact that Ohio state get it, got in the way they did, but that very same logic is probably going to come back to benefit Florida State in the basketball tournament if, you know, we have more games canceled and we have more guys out. And so, um, you know, it's it's going to be wild. Did you see the entire tournament is is uh, in what is it Indianapolis? Yeah, Indianapolis. So they're they're going to basically recreate the uh, Disney bubble we had for the NBA playoffs. Um, it's smart. I, I think the real smart thing to do would be shorten the length of the tournament. Right? You don't need to wait a week between all these games, maybe cut it in half or, or by a third, but it'll be oh, interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be, if it happens. And, and I think the money this tournament makes from TV, we're talking a billion plus, they can't miss it two years in a row. So they're going to do everything in their power to make sure this gets played. Yeah. And I, so the one thing about shortening it, and we haven't argued yet on this show, so I guess I will. <laughs> is then you're asking guys to play like three games a week and that become, you know, for teams like us that have a lot of depth, that's, it's not too bad, but I think that's usually why they give them the big break is because they're playing two games and sometimes 48 hours. And so then you have like four days off and then you run it back. But yeah, I mean, that would be very, it'd be kind of crazy if they did shorten it to, you know, to, to however they did. Cause you know, I don't know. I, I love the format. Hopefully they don't have to shorten it. Like hopefully it's just, cause I don't care where the games are actually played. Put them yeah. all in the same place. Give me Thursday to Sunday, that first weekend. The, to me, that's the best four days consecutively in sports. Yes. Richie, will probably, Richie, oh, I thought you'd go with like the Masters. But to me, those four days are the best four consecutive days in all of sports. Like it is just wall-to-wall basketball action. You wake up and you're like, all right, let's start. So hopefully they don't have to shorten it too much, but should be a lot of fun however it kind of goes down. Um, well, the beginning will be the same. The beginning will be exact. Unless they were like to cut some of the teams out, the beginning will be uh, the first four days should be fine. So yeah. I do want to give myself some credit, and we can kind of transition this away from Florida State and get into some shenanigans and then kind of wrap up. We, 
said we wouldn't be super long. I don't know how long we've been going or, or not. It looks like Cleveland's up 14 to nothing. So maybe this game's not going to be any good either. This no, it's, um, it's about the early that I think my phone's blowing up right now. I'm like, I can't see the game. <laughs> I'm not watching. I didn't turn the TV on in the other room that I can kind of see, but um, yeah, 14, nothing Cleveland. We're getting some comments in here about it. Um, I do want to pat myself on the back as much crap as I've given Richie for the bucks and everything else this year. I told Richie, he could do a basketball minute on the bucks. Like I told him he could do a basketball minute. Like we would make an NFL themed. It could be for the bucks. And he, didn't do it. He dropped the ball, much like Chicago's wide receiver on the first drive of the game. Oof. Um, so, I yeah. So, want- so on that, I, w- I was I was fully planning on doing it, and I'm sure plenty of our listeners can relate. But like a month ago, one of my good friends who um, lives in Washington D.C. actually texted me and said, "Hey, I'm going to be um, in Orlando today." Um, he's like, uh, "Let's hang out and watch football and everything." I'm like, "Yeah, cool." Well, I forgot until yesterday when he texted me and said, Hey man, what time should I come over? And I'm like, well, I guess that just shot my entire Sunday. Not in a bad way. It was nice to see him. I haven't seen him. Um, and probably uh, since the Notre Dame game in Chicago or not in Chicago, but when he stayed in Chicago a few years ago, but I'll tell you what, if, if the bucks beat the saints, I will have one along with a basketball minute. But <laughs> um, I, we didn't agree on that one. We didn't, the agreement <laughs> was that Richie had to do it, whether they won or lost, like I'd have held yeah. him to it. The bucks were lost. Well, and I'll, I'll say this. If, if we had lost, I would have done one out of principle. Cause I, I'm not going to back out of a bet like that. I kind of bet, to, but <laughs> I kind of wanted to hear the, the football one. Like I, you know, maybe you can just record it like on the side and we'll just probably, maybe, on maybe channel it'll be like, it'll be like Freddie's extra sauce segment. Yeah. Yeah. You get Richie's extra Separate release. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about NFL, let's run through the weekend real quick. Um, like I said, the Steelers Browns game is going now and the Steelers are in some trouble early. Ha- did you watch all the games yesterday? Did you watch everything today? Well, I know you watched today, but did you watch everything yesterday as well? Yes. I, you know, much to the dismay of my wife, we watched football from one o'clock till midnight last night and it was glorious. Like, I hope the NFL never goes back from this because getting three games on Saturday and Sunday, just, you know, sitting out on the couch all day and just watch football. That was awesome. Um, who was the first game? I the, I know the Rams had the second game. Yeah. First game was Bills and Colts. And I agree with yeah. you before we get into it, but yeah, I don't, and I don't think they will. I mean, this will get cold taked once they do, but I, it would be <laughs> shocking to me for them to ever go back because then, you know, you're, you've added a game and you, are getting the extra revenue from, from both those games. Right. Cause you've added yeah. extra game on both sides. And so I just couldn't see the NFL like saying like, ah, no, 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 like let's yeah. back that revenue back down. So, so let's, let's go uh chronological order here. That bills um, Colts game, the NFL clearly wanted overtime or for the Colts to have a chance to win. Cause the, in no world is that not a fumble on that last drive there? Like, am I crazy for thinking that, that, that was a fumble and obviously he was down, but his knee was up before he was touched again. Then the ball comes loose. And I thought that that's it game over. I was shocked when they, when the ref said no, that, that he was down by contact. That made no sense to me. That was so clearly a fumble. Wasn't yeah. even close. Um, he, like you said, his knee had come back up off the yeah. turf and then the ball came out. Um, you know, 
I just don't know how you say that that wasn't a fumble. I, there are very few times where the entire timeline agrees on a call and the announcers agree. And then, you know, Bill Polian or whoever it is back in the NFL office, like the former ref that like everyone agrees yeah. on the call. Like, I don't know if this happened or not, but like the Colts players on the sideline, like shaking his head, like, ah, oh, they got me. Like everyone, like the Colts knew that was a fumble. And they they ruled it down. And I thought it was going to end up screwing the Bills because the Colts had looked good. They'd scored 14 points there yeah. in the fourth. They were driving there on that drive. And so, um, you know, but that was a great game. I, I thought yeah. that game wouldn't be very good. Like I thought the Bills were kind of going to take him to the cleaners and, especially the Bills scoring the Colts scored first and the Bills made it seven to three right after that. But uh, Indianapolis stuck around and I mean, a great game that went down to the very end with a little bit of help from the NFL, but the Bills move on. Hey, um, and shout out to, I know we have at least a few Bills fans that listen to this first playoff win in 25 years. That gotta be a great feeling, man. I, I kind of wish I was in Buffalo just to celebrate after the game yesterday, because it's great for them, man. I, I love seeing franchises that struggle have some success. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that was a great game. And they're a I mean, they're a dangerous team. Stephon Diggs yeah. is so good. Like he Josh Allen is good, man. Yeah. He he might be the most improved player over the past two years in the entire NFL. Like yeah. I I did not think he was gonna make as a quarterback, and now he's you know, you could make argument he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. I digs one of my fantasy league. So that's why I was kind of, <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty partial to him. So um, moving to the afternoon game, the Rams and Seahawks went up against Cam Akers show is what you meant to say. Cam Akers show. The Seahawks won the division um, by two games. It wasn't like they just got it yeah. on a tiebreaker. They won the division. Uh, there were some questions about if golf could pr- play or not. Um, he ended up coming in after another injury to the, the guy that ended up starting for. So, uh, but they just Seattle's offense has been so awful this year. It's basically been if DK Metcalf's not doing something like otherworldly, Seattle's offense is just terrible. And so it was again yesterday. And a lot of credit goes to the Rams offense that they were, I'm sorry, the Rams defense. They are very, very good. I think they're, they will be a, a challenge for, for Green Bay next weekend. That'll kind of be their matchup. But um, that game wasn't, that game wasn't great. You know, we, we talked about the, the game that just happened, that Saints-Bears game. But uh, it was great to see to see Cam go off, though, in the playoffs. That was really cool. Yeah, man. It, you know, he's kind of been a, an afterthought for the first, you know, five, six weeks of the season. Then we started seeing him get involved. And to end the season, he's been their clear-cut number one back. And, man, it's like, <laughs> as a Florida State fan, you're like, man, the best we could give that guy was a Tony the Tiger Bowl watch for <laughs> his gift at the bowl game, but man, he was outstanding. And as I say, this Cleveland goes up 21 to zero. Um, oh, man. Love it. I took the Browns tonight. Yeah. So it's fine. But yeah, Cam, I, man, how fun was that as a guy, you know, he committed to Jimbo Fisher who had won a national title. They had just won the orange bowl. They were playing Alabama. And then he had the career he had. He never complained, never got in trouble. He always had a good attitude. Um, he, he bleeds garnet and gold that guy, he, he, you don't find many guys like him. Cause he could have easily said, you know, after two years, you know, peace out, I'll, I'm going to go to Bama or somewhere where I can actually win some stuff. He stuck it out and to see him have that game and do unprecedented things in the, for a player making his first NFL playoff start. 
awesome. Like so happy for Cam and happy they advanced. Yeah, 131 yards rushing, 45 receiving. He had a touchdown, um, a touchdown rushing and receiving, or is it just one total? Just one um, rushing. But he had a 44 yeah. yard reception. Yeah. Like man, he he was he did it all. He, he went off. So awesome to see. Kind of reminds me of his freshman year, right? We we kept <laughs> begging for him to get in, begging for him to get in, begging for yeah. wasn't ready, wasn't ready, wasn't ready. Yeah. About halfway through the year, got in, made some big differences and stuff. So, yeah, uh, huge Cam Akers fan. Glad that he kind of stuck it out. Not kind of stuck it out, but stuck it out in Tallahassee and um, didn't go off to win a national championship with Alabama like other players did. So, anyway, um, I am happy for the other guy, too. But mostly I like him. So, and then this game ended up being better. I mean, this is the one Richie wants to talk about. This game ended up being better than I think a lot of us thought. Um would be, you know, especially once we got the news that Alex Smith was going to be playing. Yeah. I mean, when Alex Smith was announced as to not be playing and the spread only jumped a point and a half, that's kind of when I knew that maybe this wasn't going to be the cakewalk that we thought, or maybe not the blowout, uh, but the Bucks end up beating the almost just cussed the football team um, by eight, what was it? Third, was it 33, 25 or 31, 23, 31, 23, one yeah. by eight um, in a game that was never really in doubt, but probably closer than, than Bucks fans wanted. But um, you know, the Bucks did enough, right? Like the Bucks did yeah. enough to advance. You know, you talked about the drought in, in Buffalo. It certainly wasn't that long here in Tampa. We hadn't won a game in, since since we beat the Raiders yeah. in 2003. And so it'd been a long time here in Tampa as well. And so surviving events, it doesn't, they don't, they don't ride on the trophy at the end of the year. Like, oh, they had an ugly performance against the Redskins in the first round or the football team in the first round. Like the trophy means less, like surviving events. And so, um, Thoughts on the Bucks game last night? Man, I, I loved it. It was fun. You know, uh, you, you heard Chase Young uh, last week say he's coming for Tom Brady. Well, he had three tackles, one solo, zero sacks, zero QB hurry. So that always works out well when you call out Tom Brady for a playoff game. But, you know, it, it felt like a little bit of the twilight zone because we had a, another couple over to watch the game with us last night. My buddy is uh, Mark and Rachel, and Rachel's a diehard Boston fan. Um so, you know, it's like, so the Patriots, yeah, they're, they're not in the playoffs. You're, you're going to watch me and my guy, Tom Brady in the playoffs. And, and she, I kept saying, I had a couple IPAs. She was not happy with me, but it was fun, but no, the game was great. You know, I, I thought floor or not Florida state Tampa, they got some really good production out of the, out of the backfield Fournette looked, I think the best he's looked all year. Um, and the defense, you know, I I'm still not completely sold on this bucks defense. They, they look so good at times, but then they give up things and make it look so easy. But it's the NFL playoffs, like you said, we, we hadn't won a game since, you know, in 17, 18 years in the postseason. So I, I was just excited. I enjoyed it. Um, and now I'm ready for another clash with the wife with uh, the Saints next weekend. Yeah, no, the 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 Bucks defense, the offense is like found its click, right? Like I, yeah. you know, I think that the offense will – be fine i would expect them to score in the neighborhood of 24 to 31 points yeah. on sunday i don't think they can get basically shut out again right um like they did the last time they played at home um, <laughs> at home against the saints but it'll be on the defense you know you saw a guy making a second start ever 
um, really kind of moved the ball with ease. And, and they didn't take advantage of some things that they really should have. They On the second drive of the game, they had a – a pass up to the 50 and who Sims or somebody dropped it like just wide. At first I thought the defender made the play on that and kind of broke it up, but no, they, they, these guys just dropped it. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know the bucks will, the line just came out and it's only three and a half for the saints. I think that Vegas yeah. thinks the bucks will play better. I think that uh, I think the bucks will play better. Um, and I think what you have to do against the saints is you've got to get pressure on breeze and you've got to cover the checkdowns. He's not forcing the ball super far downfield. And that's why I think, you know, New Orleans is a really, really tough matchup for the Bucs. They will nickel and dime you to death. And the only way that Breeze makes a mistake or turns the ball over is a tipped interception. Like, he's only throwing the ball like five or six yards down the field. It's a dump off to Kamara. It's a six-yard slant to Thomas. We can't cover Tom. You know, like, it's, 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 you're needing your offense to be very, very good, and you need to get after Brady, uh, Breeze. Uh, you know, yeah. on the other side of the ball, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to be trying to get after Brady. Brady does not look comfortable when there's pressure. There were some plays last night where Washington was able to get pressure, and he kind of just gets to the side and gets rid of it, throws it out of the back of the end zone or wherever, lives to play the next down, right? So not bad things, but, um, you know, it, it'll really be about – the other team's front four, which team can kind of create the pressure. And the Saints have been able to do it twice. The Bucks haven't quite yet. And so we'll we'll see what happens. But it's going to be fun. It's hard to be a three a team three times, you know, certainly not writing the Bucks season off. I, I think if they beat the Saints, they've got a great chance to go to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Um, and if, if the Rams upset uh, Green Bay, that means the NFC Championship will be played in Raymond James Stadium. And I will be sure to be at that game as – having priority for tickets purchases on that yeah no i they're you know they're really close to to what they uh, what they brought brady in for they're also really far right like it's yeah. gonna be oh, yeah. very tough to win uh on sunday and then obviously very very tough to win the next game as well did did uh did the steelers just score again or did they did cleveland just score again and it looks like um everybody's kind of flipping out on the timeline again so um maybe ben just threw a pick or something but um they're celebrating yeah. as if something happened but i, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> man so, if that's 28-0 who can yeah. God, hey your your buddy tj fsu heat guy weston man uh, he's a big steelers fan so <laughs> i know he's not listening right now but the steelers, oh, were, <laughs> the steelers were the fakest team ever yeah um you know, they were, they were so good. They were like so hot to start the year and just beating bad teams. And then they, they just, I don't know. This was one of the most overrated teams ever. So, um, so anyway, yeah. So the, the Bucks game next week is at six forty. I don't know how we're going to do this. Maybe we have to do the pod at like five o'clock or something, you know, but yeah, uh, I can't pod during the divisional round with the bucks <laughs> might just be me and Freddie. And then, yeah. Right. You know, well, um, you guys we'll only get the, two of us every week from now on. <laughs> so maybe we can do the pod a little earlier on like Sunday afternoon, like four yeah. or five or something. Um, Cause yeah, I, I'm also not doing it at 10 PM after Richie's salty about a loss. So um, <laughs> um, then we started again this morning or this afternoon at one o'clock. Um, 
Tennessee and Baltimore in what was another decent game. I mean, not like crazy, crazy good, but um, Tennessee just couldn't get a lot of offense going. Uh, Baltimore's defense certainly showed up to play, and Lamar Jackson just kind of put the finishing touches on late. Uh, that was a it was a fun game. Derrick Henry couldn't get anything going at all. Like they totally sold out to 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 play the run, and you know it just ended up being the end of it. Like they they couldn't get anything going on the ground when they knew they had when when Baltimore knew that Tennessee had to pass, couldn't get anything going in the air either. And yeah. they fell. Uh, the the only thing I have to say about that game is Tennessee absolutely deserves to lose. When you punt the ball on fourth and two from your opponent's 40 with 10 minutes left when you're losing, you deserve to lose. That Then, that you know, that they get the ball back and they start calling timeouts. Like, what, you should have gone for it on fourth and two. You have Tractacito here. He If he can't get you two yards, oh, well, don't punt the ball from your opponent's 40 on fourth and two. That is the worst decision I've seen in the made in the playoffs in a long time. Yeah, not, not super smart. Okay, well, no, I won't go into it. Bruce Arians is not a good coach, but that's all I'm going to say. I all agree. Right. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> next, next up <laughs> was that Saints-Bears game that just wasn't great. Um, yeah. It was great if you watched it on Nickelodeon, and we watched the entire game on Nickelodeon because my wife is a Saints fan, plus it was Nickelodeon. She was only upset that Six Stickley was not the sideline reporter. <laughs> that's hilarious, yeah. So – Saints just kind of ran all over the yeah. Bears. Um, 21 to 3 is the final. The Saints just kind of had long, methodical drives in the second half. And just yeah, the Bears could get nothing going offense. With about seven minutes, eight minutes left in the first quarter, they did drop a touchdown. Uh, that was a, the game right there. That was the game. Kind right. of a cool- what a throw by Trubisky, man. Like he dropped that in a bucket. It was literally in his hands right through him. Yep. And it, in the NFL playoffs, that 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 is the difference in winning and losing a game. But, man, it, and Bears fans give Trubisky a ton of crap. He played well enough for them to win today. He got no help from the defense or anybody around him on offense. Yeah, and so that game wasn't great. And then this one doesn't look great either. It's 28 to nothing now, Harlan just texted. <laughs> so so yeah. our recap of that one is um, irrelevant. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like Cleveland's going to win this, but at the same time, we live fairly close to Atlanta, so crazier things, I guess, happen. <laughs> yeah. so, um, tomorrow. National championship tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I was thinking about that. Yeah, we, we come all this way, and now we're going to talk about the game that actually matters. Yeah. <laughs> the reason so, we so Alabama favored by eight and a half. Initial I thoughts like- there. Ohio State covers. I don't know that they win the game, but I think Ohio State covers that. Yeah. I don't know. Bama is 0-4 in the playoffs or in the national championship covering the spread in the college football playoff, right? Like they they have lost it twice, and then yeah. the other two times they just have barely won. So they didn't cover the spread against Georgia, and they didn't cover the spread against Clemson the year they beat them yeah. too. So I don't know. I think – and so in saying that, they're due, right? Like they're due to cover a spread. Yeah. but. I I think Ohio State covers. I, I think that Ohio it wasn't just that Ohio State was amped up because they hated Dabo and they hated Clemson and they wanted the rematch. I think Ohio State's a good team. I think things clicked last week. I, I'm not sure that I'm ready to pick them to win, but I think they cover. What about you? So we can go back about a month ago or so when it, before you jumped on board, you gave me a hard time, man, about saying Ohio State should get in the playoff. <laughs> 
And I said that they would win the whole thing. Um, Jalen Waddle sounds like he could come back for the game this weekend. Uh, Justin Fields, there's questions about his health. I don't know why I still feel like Ohio State's going to win this game. And unfortunately for me, a Florida State fan, a Tampa Bay fan, and before this year when we had nothing going on, my wife is also an Alabama fan. So she just has the world going for her right now. But I, I'm, I'm going to root for Ohio State, and, and I think they're going to win. I, I, and I, if you call me stupid for if you're like, no, Bama's clearly a better team, you're probably right. I'm not sure. I've just been feeling uh, fields in Ohio State you know, in this shortened season they've had, um, I just think they match up well, you know, they, they're one of the few teams in the country, maybe them in Clemson and Georgia who can match up at least a somewhat level playing field. As far as talent goes, I think Ryan day is an outstanding coach. Obviously Nick Saban's probably the best of all time, but I, it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I definitely think Ohio state covers, uh, we can do score predictions here in a second. We can throw Harlan in here as well, but I, I'm not sure. Oh, man, I, I'm probably still going to lean Ohio State just because I logic says Alabama should win by like 10 to 14. But from what I've watched, minus that Northwestern game where they were missing like three starting offensive linemen on Ohio State, I, I've been really impressed with them. And, and I think Justin Fields is much better than Mac Jones uh, at the quarterback position. And we've kind of seen that with Tua, not to get too off track, but you know, Tua's used to throwing receivers that are Bama open, right? in college like there's no one near him you can't miss him in the nfl he's really struggled uh it makes me wonder about mac jones i think ohio state's secondary is really good it's going to be a really good game i think and i'm excited to watch it yeah i think it'll be a lot of fun harlan what are your thoughts on this one jump in before i i think bama covers honestly you already see the ohio state dbs talking about how they want to cover the heisman trophy winner the talk has already started and that just that's never a good sign to me you know tonight you saw juju was talking about they're the same old browns that they always been they're down 28 to nothing um (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna take damn in a cover especially if waddles i don't think he i mean he's gonna double team you're gonna double team the heisman winner you're gonna double team waddle (laughs) who was better than that he was supposed to be the number one wide receiver coming into the season so yeah he's back and they have i mean i I don't know i i think I, i think alabama covers yeah, I talked with Allie about this on our show earlier this week and or late last week, I guess now. Sunday starts a new week. But what Harlan just said is kind of or I'm sorry, what Richie said is kind of why I think Ohio State covers when it comes down to having the elite quarterback, like a lot of times that's the difference in the game. And I don't know that it's gonna be the difference enough for them to win, but I just, you know. I see fields being able to keep them in it, you know, and, and yeah. being better than Mac Jones. And then again, I don't, I don't know that they can pull the upset and get the win. Um, yeah. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, Olave is really, really good. Bama's corners yeah. aren't amazing. Like Florida put up a lot of points on uh, Alabama as well. I, I don't think that Florida is as good as Ohio state. I, obviously fields is, I mean, Trask had a better season statistically, but fields is obviously much better than Trask. As yep. the quarterback, um, you know, pitch is, pitch is great, but Olave is great. So, like, there's kind of some cancel out there. So, um, the other thing is, like, which defensive line can get pressure? Because if you can get pressure on Mac Jones, I think that that's, you know, if Ohio State can get pressure with their front four, I think that's going to be massive because I think pressure on Mac Jones is going to be bad for Alabama. And I think that that's going to be – yeah, I don't think he's great under pressure. So 
I think that if they can do that, Ohio State puts themselves in a better situation to do that. The other question is how healthy is Justin Fields? Is he in a place right now that he's not got any lingering effects from uh, – I don't know how he didn't have broken ribs, but bruised ribs or whatever he's got from that game where Clemson just beat the heck out of him. Um, Deep shot. Yeah, so I don't know. I I like Ohio State to cover. I like Bama to win. Give me something like – I mean, let's just go with an all-time classic, 41 to – 40 you know or 42 40 42 41 i think that's what i'll say so i'm gonna stick with what i've been saying because i i feel like i've been on a roll this season i uh, you know over a month ago i called Devontae smith to win the heisman he he somehow did it i'm still surprised the receiver won it i I just think ohio state i don't know man um give me the buckeyes 38 alabama 35 field goal as time expires harlan what, what do you think man yeah i'll go bama 48 Ohio State 38. All right. So I'm excited for it. I like yeah. the national championship. We are, yeah. It's going to be a great game. Great game. Game's going to be fantastic. So, um, all right. We talked about NFL. We talked about the portal. We talked about recruiting. We talked national championship. We talked basketball. Should it ever come back? Um, can you guys have anything else? Are we leaving anything out tonight? I think we hit it all, man. I'm I'm ready for Florida State basketball to get back on Wednesday. I hope it happens against NC State. Um, one of our most loyal uh, listeners is actually an NC State fan on here. Oh yeah, time to, time to get so Hunter. Time to get Hunter's payback. So so him and I are going to bet on this game. He gave me a straight up. He he's not even offering a line. He's going straight up. So I, I'm going to take that up up on him. <laughs> yeah, he needs the payback for. Um... Not only what they did to Florida State, but what they did to Liberty in robbing us of our first oh, yeah. season ever. <laughs> so uh, go Knowles this week. And uh, I don't even know that I want – I mean, I picked out Emma, so I kind of want to be right. But, um, I mean, I, I like Justin Fields. So either way, you yeah. know, if Justin Fields wins, do you guys think there's a chance that he, like, is a fifth-year senior at FSU next year? Or do you think that's probably not? Probably not. It, 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 it's it's fields until it's not right. Like it's he, he's coming. <laughs> so national championship tomorrow. Hey, if you guys could do us a favor, if you're still listening and watching, if you could go like all of our pages, like on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's just double fries pod on all of those. If you subscribe on YouTube, we'd appreciate it. Double fries, no slaw brought to you by Guthrie's and powered by the victory roll up. You can go to victory on the shop. There are double fries, no slaw hoodies and shirts. The turnaround time on those has improved drastically and they are out the door in less than two or three days. Somebody ordered a shirt on Thursday at like 10 PM and it wasn't a big three roll up shirt. Like, or it wasn't a double fries shirt. It was a big three roll up shirt. And it was literally out the door the next morning at like 8 AM. So that doesn't always happen, but go get your stuff. Big three roll.com. You can get your double fries gear there. Um, I don't remember. Richie, did you pick you can pick the song this week. I, I have nothing. I'm so bad at picking songs that like I don't care. If you don't have anything, then Harlan can do it. If not, I'll I'll figure something out. But I'm so bad at oh shout outs. You have any shout outs before we get going? Um yeah, just real quick, shout out the wife. You know, that her Saints won today. She's got Bama tomorrow, but then that's it, man. Next weekend it's on. Me and her, you know, the regular season, we don't really get too into it, but I feel, <laughs> I see some shouting back and forth coming up uh next weekend when it's Potentially the last Brady versus Breeze matchup of all time, which 
it's historic in itself. So shout out to you, Lindsay. I know she doesn't listen live. She listens Monday morning at work, but next weekend, babe, I, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. If we make it through that weekend, then we got a strong marriage. Harlan, do you have any shout outs? Yeah, shout out uh, FSU Baseball. I know they're, they're all starting up. I know they agreed to a shorter season this year for the ACC, 50 games. SEC's going 56, but they should start. I think they got February 15th or 19th, so shout out to them nice. about to start. Um, Mike Martin Jr., friend of the show. So shout out <laughs> FSU Baseball. We're excited for them to get back going. Um, we, we mentioned it real quick, but shout out the boosters again. Again, we, we talk a lot of crap on here. We talk a lot of, um, you know, stuff that – is not important and stuff that is important to us like football and basketball and recruiting and stuff. If you care about FSU and you take the time and care enough to be on here, listening to us idiots. I said that because Freddie's not, <laughs> Freddie's not here this week. So I don't feel bad about saying about him, but like if you care enough to listen to this and you're still tuned in for this, go consider becoming an FSU booster contributing to the cause. Um, you know, there are different levels than just the $5 a month level, right? There's a $15 a month level. There's a $20 a month level. You know, you can't even go out to lunch at work anymore without it being like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. I went to, I went to, I don't want to shout them out, but I went to a very popular barbecue place in uh, that's a chain that everybody's been to and everybody hears about. And yeah. like, I, I got like just an extra side and it was like $23, sir. And I'm like, excuse me. Like, what I, know, I know exactly which place <laughs> you're talking about. And I don't go there for lunch anymore. Cause last time, all I got was like a brisket sandwich in the side. And it was like 14 bucks. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I just wanted like some, like some pudding for my, and kid. he's a Florida state guy. So I'll yeah. give him a pass, but still. Yeah. So anyway, consider signing up to be a booster. You can go to, um, just Google FSU boosters. I forget the website every week, but Google FSU boosters and consider signing up and contributing to the cause. Uh, also, shout out Jameis Winston for making the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Um, uh, just wanted to give Richie some crap there, but shout out to all our Knowles, Cam Akers, hey, hey, Jameis, Jalen. Yeah, uh, we, we got a Cam, lot. Cam, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are more, but I'm just not remembering them. So yeah. you guys will, who, who else is? Unfortunately, oh, uh, you know, a uh, Mike Norvell guy, Antonio Gibson for the Redskins, you know, unfortunately he ran mm, into the football goat, team, football but, team, Harlan bleep that football please. team. <laughs> man, I, and when the Cleveland uh, baseball team changes their name, I'm, man, I, I'm having a hard time keeping up with it, but I will figure it out eventually. Oh, all right. That's all I got for tonight. Who's picking the song? I'll let you Harlan get this one. I've gotten y'all. Y'all sprung the song on me the last two episodes. So, oh wow! So you should be ready. You should have one ready every week. Jeez. Um. I'll just I'll just pick one when we go out. I can't. I don't have right. one. <laughs> surprise. Yeah. yeah surprise. All right, boys, we'll be back unless something crazy happens. We'll be back next Sunday, probably earlier, is what it sounds like. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll do like four or five o'clock if, if it can be worked out for everybody. If not, uh, we could also just move to Monday. So that's an option as well. Yeah. Um, earlier in the day is a little tougher for me with the, the kids screaming and stuff around the house. <laughs> so we, we, we may go early on Sunday or we may move to Monday. But uh, enjoy your week. Um, stay tuned to our social media pages. Like we said, Double Fries Pod on all of them, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, go Knowles. Thanks for hanging out.
change had much to say But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found I Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy She was cool, she was red hot I mean she was steaming And that time over at Johnny's place Well, this chick got up and she slapped Johnny's face Man, we just fell about the place If that chick don't want to know, forget her Summer comes. Now that the boys are here again. 